0: and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the four keeps what lies below part one today is November 25th 2019 and you are loved that is something that we like to start off each and every single one of our games with because we believe that to be an incredibly important thing to actually let you all know of because it's true we love you and we appreciate you and if you are interested in hearing that message a bit more often, consider going to youtube.com/indooradventures to check out our vods or go to anywhere where podcasts are available, you can check us out under the same name. Uh, We also have a merch store up right now, so if you go to bit.ly slash merch indoor, it will take you to our Teespring, where we still have an incredibly limited selection of merch, because apparently they don't want me to connect my PayPal, and I don't know why, so I'm sorry. Uh, Other than that, we do have our Patreon set up uh, at patreon.com slash indooradventures where you would gain access to our after show called Knights in the Courtyard where we answer questions not only from the community but also from each other and it would also link you to our Discord, uh, which I will provide a link right now. So hey, if you are interested in possibly hanging out with any of these fine folks, consider checking out our Discord for all you audio cast and VOD people that is found directly below. But that is it
1: for my spiel! So, RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and I'm playing Kalem, the Shatterkai Cleric Wizard.
2: Hi! I'm LB! My microphone's not working right, so... Do I have to yell? Is this too loud? Am I being too loud?
0: I think if you yelled, it would peek the shit out of your mic, but...
2: Sorry, No, that's I'll fine. Talk normally. Uh, I'm LB Hack'em Up, I'm playing Gwen the Halfling Barbarian Fighter.
3: Hi! I'm Cyber. I play Arjant, the
0: dragonborn bloodhunter cleric.
2: I'm Wings, and I'm
4: playing Coriander, the Elydren Paladin.
0: And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, Last we left off, the lot of you were able to successfully defeat a group of hags as well as a totally not dragon uh, that had been plaguing the region of Greenreach as a whole. During this time your dear friend and local wizard Kalem ended up falling in combat. Last session Kalem found his way home. Uh, he was able to resurrect from the dead with the help of the spirit that dwells within his shield Amaris and also via the help of the spectral form of Oliviet who had shown up at Cory's behest uh, after she had called out to or called out to Elestrei for help during this time Oliviet gave up her moon maidenhood uh, in order to bring Calum back from the dead and in doing so Kalem, you had four levels of exhaustion. The boy was sleepy, but the lot of you were able to go out and meet with a lot of the halflings of the local local region who had survived Winter's Wrath. And in doing so, you were awarded a handsome sum of funds, 2,000 gold pieces per adventurer, as well as uh, as many kegs and as much food as you could possibly stomach, which Arjan... That was such a beautiful moment to carbo load, and you also got paid. It was a good day to be a dragonborn. After you guys had eaten your full, stayed the night with Calem and Corey, having spent the night together on the roof, that is where we picked up with a lot of you heading back to uh to the kip or not the Kipper's Keep, but the Grovekeld meadery, Uh, a halfling metery uh, where your Previous uh, adversary, current ally, question mark. Uh, Plum the firbolg was busy trying to regrow some of the plants around, and upon your approach, you had seen that Plum was currently wrestling, wrestling with Rumble Thunder as Syra happily ran through the snow, making her happy way towards the lot of you. And that is where we are going to pick up with the four of you being reunited with your sweet, sweet pupper. And she first just runs up to Gwen and starts giving face licks. Uh, oh! Now we can't hear you at all. So Gwen is feeling happy at this point, <laughs> I am going to assume, because she got to reunite with the pupper.
2: Yeah!
0: Yes! And Cybra is just oh so happy at these scritches. <laughs> she has been... You aren't sure how long you've been gone, Corey, you were able to put together that you were stuck within the tree for about four days. Uh, so this is the first time this is the first time that Cybra has been separated from you for an extended period of time. And this is also the first time that she has had scritches from not plum in a significant stretch. So she's very happy during this point. But what are the four of you doing? As Plum sort of writes himself and uh, just kind of waves at the lot of you.
1: What's that? Hey.
0: Well, uh, honestly, I didn't think that you guys were going to be coming back, and you had sort of just left all of these critters with me, but uh, they seem pretty happy to see you back, except this one. What is What is the matter? And Rumble Thunder, your uh, Auroch steed, just... <laughs> And goes over and just begins eating some of the plants that it looks like Plum has been struggling to grow out of the local area.
4: Uh, Corey's going to do the horse girl thing. She's going to walk up to Rumble Thunder um, and kind of grab her forcefully <clears throat> by the horn and uh, get really close to her and basically ask her what's what the deal is.
0: Okay. Uh, and Rumble Thunder explains in the horse girl, uh, style of feeling that she has not been getting her proper amount of scritches
5: oh, and no. the scritches
0: that she has, has received are not up to her standards.
4: Oh, that's the worst. Um, Corey will, um, do we have brushes or anything for Rumble Thunder? Like, Back
1: in the cart.
4: Uh, f- we're gonna
1: need to pick that up uh right buddy remember where we left it
4: cory will tell her to be patient
0: rumble thunder just nods it understands doesn't like it but it understands
2: all right
0: can we
3: try to backtrack to
0: our cart and retrieve our stuff yes make a set of survival checks
4: I swear to god, these hags have been breaking my shit. They got to the cart, too.
1: They did get to the cart. One of the snowmen, like, obliterated it.
4: It's it's, it's,
3: it's, it's, it's. So, uh, it's been a brand new day, right? Yes. Okay. Ten on the blood die. And a two on the survival
0: check. Plus two, four okay everything looks different it's not covered in snow it's still covered in snow but it's like the snow glare of midday so it's just brighter than all hell and because it's been snowing for a while there aren't footprints or any other kind of tracks that you had made previously that you could follow so yeah arjan you are having a difficult time trying to navigate yourself back to the cart would anybody else like to make a survival check
1: Uh, before we had left, I'm going to resummon Seb. Okay. And when you
0: resummon Seb, uh, Seb looks up at you. Found one. I no longer like this white material surrounding us. <laughs>
1: oh, no, I'm I'm so sorry. That was not the best time to... It's really all not that bad. I did not think I would reappear. You know, for a moment there, I didn't think you would reappear either. But hey, welcome back to Prime Material.
0: And looks around.
1: It's gonna melt eventually. What is melting? Um, he's going to pick up some snow. Could I use Thaumaturgy to heat my hand to make it melt? I'll say yeah. And and I'll show him.
0: Seb looks at it and then looks out at the lands around you. It must all melt. (laughs) And then you see him hop down and he puts two little wooden hands on the snow and just begins to try and will it to melt like he has seen you do.
1: Uh, it's not a... I was gonna say, can I use Thaumaturgy through him to make it melt, but that's not a
4: self-spell. And that, children, is how Spring came.
2: I got an 18 on my survival
5: check.
1: <laughs>
0: Gwen, your survival checks while within Greenreach have been on point, and you remember exactly where you ended up leaving your cart. Uh, you know that it is going to be about a day's travel to actually get back as it had taken you several days past that point to reach this particular metery. Uh But you have a good idea of where last you had seen it.
2: Um, where is my family's house? Where are my bio parents in relation to where we are?
0: You know that it would only be about a two to three hour detour. To go to your bio parents?
2: Gwen kind of like scratches her neck and she's like, So it's gonna take us like a day to get back to our uh, stuff. I was thinking maybe we would, we could like make a quick stop on the way.
1: To your parents' place, right?
2: Yeah, that's cool. It'll be quick.
1: Take all the time you need. Our stuff isn't going anywhere.
2: Uh, Have you met halflings? Quite a few. They were really nice.
4: Standing behind Gwen, just looking absolutely elated. And if Gwen turns around, Corey tries to look like, you know, tries to play it cool.
2: <laughs> that would be a long way for her to look up.
4: <laughs>
2: she doesn't usually look at people. She usually
4: looks at their knees. She just slides in from off screen. Just Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, uh, what about uh, uh, Philip's parents? Are they they're not close, right?
0: They are not close to yeah. go and see Philip's family, would be at least in this weather about another day and a half.
5: Oh, I yeah, no. plus
0: they're in the <laughs> They're still in the burrows, aren't they? They were within the burrows, but now that everything has kind of been cleared off, uh, the Spice Bottoms are actually one of the few primary families that are left intact, enough to actually lead these halflings to at least a recovery state.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I guess let's get walking then.
0: Okay. Uh, so, you end up, uh, parting with Plum, who is honestly a little glad to see the lot of you go, especially with the Arak leaving, because now he can focus, uh, on trying to, well, grow things again without Uh, a large, uh, a large cattle-like beast potentially eating the greenery.
1: Before we leave, I'm gonna hand Plum a javelin, saying, uh, It's no glaive, but it's something to keep you safe. Uh, Oh, oh,
0: uh, well, thank you. I promise I won't use it on you or your friends. I will hold you to that promise. I hope you do, because I really don't want to. You've all been incredibly nice to me.
1: Oh, and um, when you make it back to the Hollow Locks, tell your friends. We said hey. Oh, I will. I'm sure they'll really appreciate that.
2: herbals are so fucking weird. Thank you. So,
4: bye. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb's bean leg died and fell off, right?
5: It's true. Mm-hmm.
4: Would I be able to use plant growth to make it come back to life? His leg. Yeah.
0: Sure. What do you what <laughs> do you expect to get out of the regrowth leg?
4: I don't know. I just kind of want to leave it here. <laughs> I just want to plant it and leave it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you do that. You plant Calum's weird bean leg into the ground next to the metery where Plum was. You cast Plant Growth upon it, and you see that it goes from being incredibly withered to actually being... Uh, much more full of life again and you can see that the roots that it originally kind of latched on to Kalem uh the way that you have placed it within the ground they have now latched on to the earth beneath and are in the process of beginning to gain nutrients again it does sort of look like a periscope uh because of the foot ending uh and that's sort of uh it's a little withered but you're fairly certain that as time goes by it'll Straighten itself out, or there will just be a giant foot growing in the middle of Greenreach.
4: Rumble Thunder starts walking towards it to get take a munch off of it, and she just like puts a hand on Rumble Thunder's face and pushes it away. <laughs> if a an auroch could
0: roll their eyes, they would.
2: Of course they can. Uh,
1: Let this serve as a grim reminder of what was lost. <laughs>
4: It's a metaphor. That which is dead is brought back to life.
1: Uh... Okay.
0: (laughs) Alright. So, the lot of you begin making your way towards uh, towards Gwen's family home. Is there anything that you would like to... uh, any conversations that you would like to have along the way? Anything that you would like to do as you make your way towards this area?
2: Uh, Gwen's gonna kind of keep back while telling everyone what to, where to go, um, but she'll she just wants to keep eyes on everyone.
0: It's very easy at this point. Calum, uh, you are still feeling incredibly exhausted. Uh, are you going to be riding on Rumble Thunder? If she allows me to, Calum is just draped across her back.
4: <laughs> Corey tells Rumble Thunder to behave.
0: Kalem weighs like a buck fifty soaking wet, so Rumble Thunder doesn't even notice the fact that you have been slumped over her back.
1: She does notice that every now and again there is a scritch at her side. Mm -hmm. But it's in the good scritchy place. Uh,
0: And for the rest of you, you all see uh, this little wooden Shadarkai... Sitting at the base of Rumble Thunder's neck with two wooden hands extending out, holding onto either side of the horns. and Seb just seems to be enjoying this ride.
2: Gwen leans over to Corey. We're still concerned about that thing, right? Fine sense.
0: Okay. Uh, divine sense. There is a little bit of faith. About the same amount of Fay as would come from either you or Calum.
4: Perhaps a little? I don't know. It seems harmless.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. It came... Oh, no, it was there before he died, right? Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was there very briefly, and then it got iced by a dragon, and then it got oh. brought back.
5: Oh, my God. Rocco's having a dream.
2: If Kalem's summoned it, then it can't be all bad, right? Uh, remember when he brought someone back from the dead?
1: She wasn't there for that.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, so Kalem brought someone back from the dead once. Oh, no, he told me about that. (laughs) He He had a bit of an existential
4: crisis over it.
2: Yeah, so, I'm just saying. All right, fair enough. It's not undead, though. Yeah, I don't trust it. Okay, it's good to be cautious. Yeah, I'm just protective of my boy.
1: <laughs> Kalum slumps off, Rumble Thunder, and hits the ground. Ow!
2: Oh, oh t- come on, Kalum. Or or just, just, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just pick it
4: back up like a wet sack and just. <laughs> okay,
0: and this goes on for again several hours at this point you are nearing the early evening uh, the sun is beginning to set and when you begin to find yourself on familiar roads roads that you never thought that you would travel on again let alone roads that you would be wanting to travel on again you always thought that if you were coming back it was going to be kicking and screaming but at this point the only one that you feel is forcing yourself to keep stepping forward is yourself yeah and
2: one gets a little stiff
0: and as the four of you make your way around a small bend you can see tucked away on the side of this road in between a set of trees is a small halfling sized hut You can see that there is a window on either side of what looks to be a almost circular style door that has lights coming from within and you can see that there is smoke coming from a chimney on the inside and it smells like somebody is cooking something delicious on the inside. And that isn't to say that comparatively it is delicious. You have been fed the finest foods that halflings can muster given these times, but this smells fresh. This smells like it is being made specifically for today and isn't just the remnants of what they could scavenge.
2: Cool. Gwen like takes two steps towards it, stops.
1: She feels a hand on her head as Calum reaches over and just, like, taps it lightly.
0: You can all hear the sound of wood being chopped from behind.
5: All right.
2: All right, it'll be quick. Should be quick. Uh, Gwen makes her way through the gate into the backyard.
0: And in the backyard, you see that it is the form of your father uh Urian, who is currently wearing what appears to be long sleeves like last time you saw him he was decked out in this very uh, stringent winter wear but at this point it seems like the amount of exertion that he is putting forward to cut this wood uh, has allowed him to shed a few layers and in doing so you can see that he has scarring On his personage, you can definitely see that there are what appear to be the remnants of bite marks that are along his forearm. You can see cuts and scrapes uh, that extend towards the upper portion of his collar uh, from the inside of his shirt. And as you come around the corner, he cuts his piece of wood and then he looks up and then he looks down and he looks up again and you just see that there is a weary smile that comes onto his face and he says, honestly, I didn't think you were actually going to come by.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I thought, you know, since we, you know, did all the things that we said we were gonna do, I just wanted to, you know, pop by, make sure everything was, you know, thawing well.
0: What do you mean, do all the things that you—was this you?
2: Yeah. I told you we were going to take care of the winter thing and dragons and the big stupid tree that was up there.
0: Before you can finish, you hear the sound of the axe handle hitting the snow, and arms are wrapped around you in a hug that that only a father can give to a daughter. And Urien says, you have made me the proudest of foot in all of the reach. (laughs) And he pulls back and he grabs the sides of your face and he just says, there are no words that I could say that could ever describe how happy I am with you and how happy with who you've become. And he just gives you a slight headbutt. Uh,
2: Gwen kinda just stands there. She looks like she, this is not how she expected things to go. Uh She's like, uh, uh good. Yeah,
0: yeah. You must be hungry. Your friends must be hungry. I want to hear everything. I wanna hear all about this.
2: Can we like eat up is is um is mom here?
0: She's inside uh cooking and he's going to be so happy. Oh boy. And at that, uh Yurian calls out, Sunbird! Sunbird, we have a visitor! And you hear, Hoo! And then, uh... Just... Just... Bring a Wayne! Bring a Wayne! You'll never believe it! And there is a pause, and from the front of the house, the uh, three of you, Calum, Corey, and Arjan, see a halfling woman uh, as the door opens. She has sandy blonde hair, the same color that Gwen's is, and whereas Yurian had very emerald green eyes, you can see that uh, this woman who has been identified as Songbird has very deep brown eyes, and you're guessing that that's where Gwen's hazel possibly came from, is just a mix of these two. and you see that there is a halfling with her. And this halfling rests in a crudely made wooden chair that seems to have wheels along the sides of it. And this this young halfling man looks tired. Like this is taking as much effort as they can possibly muster. And you see sitting in his lap what looks to be a doll that has been made of a halfling with a head full of bright blonde yellow hair, with what looks to be a sword and a shield in one side. And this woman looks at the three of you and is kind of taken aback and, hello! And the. Hello figure in the in the chair just raises their hand doing their best to be polite.
2: Gwen just kind of peeks from around her friends. Hey.
0: Gwen, you were in the back of yeah. the of the uh Oh they okay yeah, they here. were in the front. They had not followed okay. you. So they're just like standing in the road.
2: <laughs> With this dragon and two elves in the way <laughs> uh gwen is going to make her way towards the front uh move (laughs) she just kind of shoves Corey out of the way
0: and urian at this point has taken your hand if you will if you will let him and he is just pulling you forward sure And when you arrive up front, you see your mother put both of her hands up to her face as tears begin to well in her eyes. And the halfling male, who, when you look at him, you have an instant sense of familiarity. There is a sense of relation between you and this individual. You can see that they are also of your parents. And when they look at you when this young man looks at you you can see that similar to your mother his eyes begin to well with tears and he gets a smile on his face that is at a continuous point of breaking and he says
2: Philip was right He sure was. I came all this way just to see you, little man. Someone tells me I have a brother, and I have to go straight there. First, I have to solve the winter problem, you know, take down some hags and some dragons. But, you know, I had to come straight here from there.
0: And you see them clutch this handmade doll closer to your chest, uh, closer to their chest. Gwen... Make a history check.
2: Oh, boy. History? Oh, that's a minus one. That's a eight.
0: Okay. You recall nothing extra about this situation. (laughs) Uh, But at that point, uh, Urien says, "Uh, where are my manners? I'm sorry. Have we been introduced?
2: No, it was kind of quick when we when we came the first time. is uh, well, it my friends. This is Corey. Hello. This is Calem.
0: And Urian is just vehemently shaking each of your hands as you are introduced. I think at <laughs> this point, Kalem has slid off the Oroch to sleep.
2: <laughs> and that's my boyfriend, Arjan. Wait, what?
0: No, Wait, I'm kidding.
2: What? I'm kidding. That's just my friend, Arjan.
0: Hi. And Yurian says Arjan, Cory, Calum, it is a pleasure to meet all of you. This is my beautiful songbird Morgan, and this is our son, Owain. And I would you like to stay for dinner?
2: Sure, we can uh, supplement for the big kids, too. I'm sure there's not. I mean, I'm sure you didn't make a feast.
0: And uh, Morgan waves her hand and says, oh, don't be ridiculous. Halfling-sized portions. Good for the season. Yep. And at that Uh, their door is opened to the lot of you. Arjan, the roof of their house is, like, neck level for you. Oh, Oh, buddy. Uh,
2: can we set up a table outside, maybe?
0: And Yurian looks and just... One moment. And he is going to actually go out towards where you see a shed uh, is kind of placed. And you hear a dragging sound as a makeshift table is being brought out.
2: Oh, yeah, let me get that. Gwen just like lifts it above her head.
0: And you hear, oh, Wayne, just like a quick exclamation of wonder. At the sight of seeing his sister lift this table over her head, like it is nothing. It is nothing. (laughs) And Yurian kind of uh, points towards the center of where you see that there are four poles uh, in the backyard, in your backyard that Mm
5: -hmm.
0: are sticking straight up over the ground. Uh, And at this point, Yurian asks for your help, Arjan uh for draping a large uh canopy over it and as he obliges and you all get a outside seating arrangement uh set up gwen you know that typically this space was used for family dinners and Mm -hmm. when uh family dinners is mentioned it's the proudfoot family not just your small Mm -hmm. core unit
2: yeah um while they're getting ready, Gwen's gonna kind of pop inside uh, and uh, walk up to uh, her mother and uh, kind of stand behind her like she did as a kid. Like I feel like I should be doing something, but I I don't know what to do, and you're not telling me what to do. <laughs> uh, so just like she'll go to grab something, and Gwen'll just oh here here.
0: Your mom. As you are standing there, and it is just the two of you, she turns, and she just full five slaps you across the face. <laughs>
5: ah! Ow! And she
0: says, that's for leaving. And then you feel her arms wrap around you, oh. and tears <laughs> begin to stream down the side of your neck. And she says, and that's for coming back. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I wanted to say I'm... I'm sorry. I was young and kind
0: of dumb. She pulls her a head back and looks at you and says, don't lie to your mother.
2: I am sorry. I was young and dumb. I'm not sorry for the life I've led, but I, I know that I kind of abandoned all my responsibilities and left you guys kind of in a shitty position and, sorry, bad situation. And uh,
0: If what I heard is correct, and you killed that big fucking tree out there, you're allowed to swear in this house.
2: Oh, damn, fuck you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Don't oh. abuse it. Okay.
0: Watch yourself.
2: There's I a... just wanted to say that uh, Philip found me. Um, I mean, there's a lot of story to tell, but basically, I just want to let you know that as far as the whole marriage thing goes, I'm still okay with doing that if it'll help you guys.
0: And when you say that Philip went out, uh, she shakes her head and you hear a slight chuckle. And she says, Stupid boy. Always running yeah. off, getting himself into more trouble than he knows what to do with.
2: Yeah, I feel like 95% of that was my fault. Like in our lives.
0: If you want to marry that boy, I'm alright with it, and I understand, but after everything that Greenreach has been going through, I don't know if it'll be necessary. I don't know, to be honest, I don't know much. Your father was the one who was going out and about. I was here taking care of your brother. He's heard so much about you. Now, whether or not it's true, and she looks, like, she looks at the side of your head that you had tried to cover up with hair. (laughs) And she can see like the trails of tattoos coming up from your back onto your neck. Mm-hmm. Whether or not these tales were true or not remains to be seen. But the fact that you came back, the fact that you rescued all of us—do what you want. Because I can see now you're making the best decisions that you can for yourself.
2: Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm trying. There's a lot of nonsense that's going on right now. I. There's a lot of dangers out there that are bigger than what's going on here. So I think my places out there fighting those because I can.
0: And she turns her back to you at this point and continues stirring the pot (laughs) uh, so that way the bottom layer doesn't seem to burn Uh Uh, and she says, Well, I'm thankful that you decided to stop by and I could see the daughter that you became the strong woman that you became.
2: I mean, I, I'm done, not like I'm not going to come back, but I'm just saying that, like, right now, you know, Steph's. Good. Do you need help with anything?
0: And she motions towards <laughs> where you kept the kept the plates. She said, "Everyone's uh-huh. going to need bowls and a spoon." think you can get that set.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to break anything. <laughs> and she goes over and gets the proper amount of bowls, closes the thing with her foot, carries them outside.
5: Okay. What is Wayne
4: doing? Corey's going to be telling stories to Wayne about Gwen, um like all of like the best ones, like the time when she wrapped a, shat, uh, a her shadow around her arm and vexed the queen of nightmares Dendar. Um but like some of them aren't as, like... Kid-appropriate? Well, I mean, <laughs> flattering. She also tells her the story about, uh, how she got, like, beaten to a pulp by a cyclops, but I totally would have died if she wasn't there! And, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, you know, they're, they're yeah. interspersed,
2: you know, yeah. not all of them are flattering. Gwen just, like, is behind him like, oh, man. Come on, you don't tell that shit. When
0: it's like you're passing by with bowls behind Corey, when you hear this, just. <laughs> like it's Corey looking at a Wayne can see you. Just what the hell? <laughs> like... <laughs> exactly.
2: She uh she puts the bowls down and then she she turns to him and she's like, You want to see something really cool?
0: And he just quickly nods.
2: And All right, big guy. Let's out
0: a little cough. <laughs>
2: All right, big guy, time to work. And she, like, smacks her hand in her fist and she rages so that uh, a skull comes out behind her and then she starts to flex.
1: As she's doing that, Caleb walks behind her and taps her, like, in the square of the back and casts Fly.
5: Oh, no! (laughs) So she's flexing, like, two condor wings come out.
1: Two condor wings just pop out.
0: Owain is shocked, (laughs) horrified, and awestruck at his sister, at this figure, and mouth is just open, trying (laughs) to form words, but cannot.
3: Yeah, so uh, eat your kale.
4: I mean, technically, this is the first time that, like, Coriander's seen him cast fly on anyone but himself, so she's looking just as gobsmacked.
2: (laughs) She can throw wings now? They're so
5: beautiful.
2: All right. Now that I've built up an appetite, peace out, buddy. She gives herself a high five, which (laughs) makes him give her a high five. I mastered it
0: and grayskull definitely gives the high five back and looks over at uh looks over towards owain and you can just see the final like <laughs> eat your vegetables but like you're the only one who can hear that gwen <laughs> uh yeah and
2: then she'll uh go back to him and kind of like lean like Maybe she'll sit on a bench by him and uh, start chatting with him about what he's been up to. What's school like? There's no school. He's probably gets taught at home, but Are you doing <laughs> studies. Okay. No, that's Corey. All right. Talks about how sick his ride is.
0: When you bring that up you also notice that the some of the mechanisms on this chair are broken. It doesn't oh. look like it was able to hold up throughout the extended winter that you had.
5: Uh-huh.
0: And oh. he seems very tired pretty much oh. all the time. Um and when you're talking to him about what he's been up to He explains that he has read all of the books that Philip has brought by. Um, He loves history. He especially loves history of anything outside of Greenreach because it all seems so fantastical and wonderful to him. Mm -hmm. And he lets you know that he doesn't really have the best sense of like what he's been up to because he just is ill quite frequently uh, and it mm-hmm. seems like especially with this hard winter it just took its toll on him more so than normal
2: all right uh she'll kind of like all right let's you know like try to encourage him um but when she's uh, ended the conversation she's gonna go up to corey and say hey corey can you can you help him? Like I, I don't know what's going on, but do I think
4: that what I, anything that I can do can help him?
0: Make a medicine
4: check. I have I've recently leveled and gained access to third level spells, but I've been looking through them, and basically the only thing I have is like remove curse, and I don't know if this boy is cursed. Uh, medicine check. Uh, twelve. I, I do know that I can remove <clears throat> diseases with my lay on hands, but that's now. If he's mm-hmm. predisposed to having diseases, lay. This is this is all yeah. conjecture from wings. Let's, yeah. Let me let the actual DM say this.
0: The with your twelve, you know that if he is sick, that that is something that you would be able to cure, but that is for like sick in terms of ailments like if you end up suffering from a hangover the next day that kind of thing but you are fairly certain that if it is a hereditary issue if it's something that is consistent has kind of always happened that it would need to be a constant application of lay on hands for each time it wouldn't fully remove his predilection for getting ill mm-hmm. what's the uh what's the apothecary situation in the area from what you were able to tell you aren't sure make a history check and gwen you can also make a history check as well if this is brought up to you an eight
2: i rolled an eight so a seven
0: so you aren't sure like you know that a variety of things grow here in GreenReach. As to what their alchemical applications would be, you aren't entirely sure because you haven't been able to actually see that greenery yourself since it's all yeah. been just covered in snow. More so I wanted to know, like, through the conversation,
3: if uh, like if they were getting the healthcare that they
0: needed. From the conversation, you what owain says is that uh his mother takes care of him and that she puts in a lot of effort to make sure that when he gets sick uh that she's able to make sure he gets better in a timely fashion that he's never sick for very long when he does get ill but sometimes the sickness ends up being a little bit stronger than she's able to manage
4: Five hit points for like to like assuade any like symptoms he's having right now uh with the understanding that it will be temporary
0: okay he no longer has a little cough
2: <laughs> hey Caleb hey you're good with like things right sure his wheelchair's kind of jacked
1: Oh, yeah, I can... Um, he will spend some time casting mending on the wheelchair to mend the broken pieces. I'll help him with that.
0: Okay. And as the two of you are casting mending, Seb is just at the edge of this wheelchair looking over uh, a Wayne's lap at the Gwen doll uh, that she has... <laughs>
2: She's like the size
5: of?
0: And he just is like Looks back towards you, Caleb. Looks at the doll.
1: Looks back towards you. Will you make this one speak as well? Found one. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have that capacity at the moment, but when I do, maybe.
0: You have never seen a marionette puppet look more sad in your entire life.
5: Aww.
4: Oh,
2: <laughs> He wants a friend. Uh. At if some I point, picked
1: at, up magic mouth.
2: <laughs> at some point, I am gonna sneak inside and uh, go back to my room like during dinner. Okay. Or like like as we're cleaning up dinner or something, just as a point okay. of interest.
0: So while you are all at dinner, uh, the Yurian extends his hands out for everyone to kind of lock hands together. And Gwen, you remember this. You remember having doing this as a kid. It makes you a little uncomfortable now, but like
2: I can still do the chant. it's Lodged in my memory.
0: And together, uh Yuri reaches out and takes
4: Ewain's hand with one arm and then like reaches with the other and then just looks a little disappointed. Oh, Oh
1: I'm gonna put my hand on Corey's shoulder.
4: Grateful not.
0: The prayer that is said is in Halfling, uh, and Gwen, you know that it is to, uh, what your father always called the great badger who watches over us all.
2: Oh my god, okay.
0: As in the Halfling Pantheon, there is a badger.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you just don't hear it referred to like that very often, do you?
0: Yes, uh... So, yeah. And
2: Gwen ends it with the thing she always ends it with, which is, and may his stripes keep us safe in the end.
0: And then they all... She, like,
2: laughs to herself.
0: <laughs> and they all nod and and exclaim in agreement at this. Corey, Calum, and Arshon, is, is this some weird cult shit? Like, what is going <laughs> on? I know what this
1: is. I've prayed before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> prayed before.
4: And technically, in D&D, everything's weird cult shit.
2: That is true. That is
1: true. Birthdays are weird cult shit.
4: This is true. We have a strange uh, Yeah, Gwen will now, tell like, the story movie. of
2: how they all met. Aww. Uh, okay. And, uh, and the fact that none of them had had a birthday before, which was insane to Gwen. And I'm sure her parents think the same. Oh,
0: all of them are just the most befuddled at the fact mm-hmm. that, like, what do you mean you don't celebrate birthdays? What do you do when you get a year older? Like, Havics. else, I mean, you, your lot, are going to live forever. Think about the number of
1: birthdays you're going to have. That's so much All celebration.
5: Parties? I, mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, we, I don't know when I was born. So, yeah, that's my problem.
4: I didn't even know that a year existed until about a year ago.
1: We're not from round here. <laughs> and
2: And no, that's why, no, why I'm no. the leader.
0: Yurian nods and just says, I can tell. Uh, and as you are all dealt out a uh, this serving of, of this nice warm soup, you can see that it's actually more of a stew. Uh, it's much heartier. And there actually seems to be fresher meat chunks in it. Uh, Gwen, from your understanding with, uh, from your conversation with Owain, You learned that during the during your absence after you left uh, your father resigned to do his best to defend the Reach and actually joined with a group of halfling Rangers and learned the lay of the land as best he could in case anything like the Goliaths coming back ever happened again this time he wouldn't lose his daughter to them and so...
2: Oh, yeah. She'll explain that she didn't get kidnapped. I don't think they know that. <laughs> I think they know that.
0: You explained to your mom that you didn't... Yeah. That you didn't get kidnapped. You blatantly said you ran
1: away.
4: Okay, good.
1: And your father also <laughs> That's what knew. the
4: slappies was for. Yeah.
1: Um, at some point during dinner, Caleb's going to kneel next to Owain, and he's going to pull out a small jar and say um i'm gonna try something and he will dip his finger in and like just dab like the bridge of his nose with the the ointment. the ointment
4: slip slap slop
1: okay
0: and you can see that he does indeed look a little bit better at the application of this and as he conti- as you all continue to enjoy this stew You actually see that there is a light that returns to Owain that wasn't necessarily there before. His cheeks get a little bit rosier. His skin becomes a little bit more flush. And you all gain the benefits of a lesser restoration spell from the soup.
2: Nice. Dang. Sweet. Fucking. Does
1: that cure exhaustion? Right?
2: That's what you get from mom's cooking.
1: Probably not. I don't think it does.
0: <laughs> no, it's <I'm> a <laughs> greater restoration to cure exhaustion. It's greater uh,
1: I'm going to hand the ointment over to um, Owain's mother. If he gets particularly ill, this should alleviate anything and that comes his way. She nods
0: and gives you a very heartfelt thanks.
4: Corey has moved on from talking about Gwen to talking about every god she ever knew about.
2: At this point, Gwen's gonna slip away.
4: <laughs> okay, Gwen, make a stealth
0: check.
2: Then oh, Corlon took his mighty
4: sword.
0: Owain is just enraptured by this, and you can see, like, a fire has been built by the by your guys' food area so you are all just kind of sitting around this campfire sharing stories outside of Gwen's childhood home.
2: 19!
0: Okay. Sounds good. So Gwen, you are able to abscond away uh, under the guise of a restroom break or if you just want to completely slip away. Uh, Mm -hmm. you are more than able to, but uh, nobody seems uh, any the wiser that you are planning on sneaking back in.
2: Cute. Gwen's going to go into her old room, which I assume is a Wayne's room now? Yes. Okay. Um, Is any of my stuff still there? Like my toy swords or anything?
0: It looks like they are, And they've actually seen some use
2: okay um gwen is going to take out a bag and she's going to deposit a thousand gold in it and well she's not gonna count it out but mechanically she's gonna put a thousand gold she has a good eye (laughs) for these things yeah yeah, yeah. and she's gonna put it under a wayne's pillow
0: so there is just this Fucking hefty sack, and then a really thin pillow that is just laid loosely over it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, she's not a smart girl, <laughs> she's gonna leave <laughs> and head back outside. Okay. Um, yeah, head back to the to the gang.
0: And at this point, uh, your father actually has. Uh, what looks like some hay that he has been able to give to Rumble Thunder. It's a mixture of hay and alfalfa for a much mm-hmm. steadier diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rumble Thunder is like, oh fucking Christ, thank you. I can finally eat and nobody is telling <laughs> me not to. And they uh-huh. are just munching up a storm. Uh, and there seems to be a flank uh, that was actually given to Cybra to kind of chew on as well as still had the bone in it so mm-hmm. she has a toy oh. afterward. It's like a happy meal for puppers.
2: Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, Gwen is, after dinner, uh, Gwen is going to ask uh, Wayne if he wants to ride Rumble Thunder with her. Or Cybra. She'll give him the option.
0: And Wayne looks at you and looks at your parents, and your parents, like, your mom has, like, this look of just, like, if anything <laughs> happens to him... <laughs> Like, <laughs> like, she's more than ready to smack down, doesn't matter if you beat up an archfey, you're still her daughter and she does not care.
4: <laughs>
5: well, uh, you guys Cor-
2: do see that little twinge in Gwen's eye when she does it, she's like, oh shit.
4: Cory <laughs> makes eye contact with the mom and, like, makes sparkle fingers, just like, I got it, it's fine. Got
3: clerics and a paladin are standing by.
4: You have, like, an entire <laughs> emergency
1: I
2: am here. gonna hold him, guys, I'm not just gonna let him ride him to- by himself.
1: Oh, okay, thank you. You know, it wouldn't be beyond you to do that. And
0: at that, your father laughs and says that it's all right for you to do this.
2: Cool. I'll, uh, I'll have him ride a cyber. We'll go for a little jaunt.
0: OK. Make an animal handling check.
2: Oh, boy. That's four.
0: So Gwen, do I
2: get it an advantage because she's happy because she had a bone.
0: She has she's used to carrying one creature on her back. Yeah. Now she has to try and romp while carrying two creatures on her back. She is still a wolf. She is yeah. not a big pack animal. No. And as you are run like as you're going, it isn't either of you fall off but Cybra just trips. Like, not used to the amount of weight, and so all three of you go tumbling into the snow.
1: I cast Featherfall. It doesn't matter how far they are.
0: (laughs) They were, like, right at snowbank level. Like, they were Uh, never at any real risk of falling. Yeah, okay.
5: Okay.
2: Yeah, Gwen just rolls with him.
0: (laughs) And Owain is just laughing. She's gonna
2: lift him above her head and put him on her shoulders and start walking back
0: and at this yurian gets a gleam in his eye and he comes over to you corey and says "Uh, uh, miss corey uh could i possibly use your shield
4: absolutely she'll just pass it to him
0: and he takes the shield and he goes into the shed and you hear some rummaging around and when he comes back out he has rope with him And he quickly ties uh, a harness around Rumble Thunder and then extends two lengths of the rope back and sets them by the shield and says uh, he motions for you, Gwen, to sit on the shield. And then Mm -hmm. uh, together he and Morgan set a in your lap while you hold on to these reins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looks at you again, Cory, and says, how fast does it go?
4: Corey just gives him a look, and then she'll mount up onto Rumble Thunder.
0: <laughs> okay. And Corey, you take off on Rumble Thunder, and Gwen, thankfully, you are strong, and you have wrapped these cords around your arms, but Rumble Thunder takes you and your brother sledding on Corey's shield.
2: Gwen does say, Oh shit! (laughs) As they're going, sorry, sorry. Earmuffs!
0: (laughs) And Owain is just laughing. This is unbridled the unbridled joy of a young adult.
2: Of a youngin. He's still I mean he's still a kid. He's ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's still a kid.
0: And he's loving every minute of this.
2: Yeah. And she's going to start talking to him about, like, she's, well, she's yelling over the sound of the snow. And stuff. she's like, all right, when Philip gets back, this is what you need to do. And she's going to leave instructions for him.
0: Okay. Uh, Make a persuasion check. He's 10. So giving him a list of more than, like, (laughs) one instruction might be hard.
2: It's a two. I don't know what my thing is, but it's a two.
0: He is just nodding saying, uh-huh, and in the midst of his just child giddiness.
2: <gasps> okay,
5: okay.
0: And yeah. you all continue about doing this until Rumble Thunder gets <laughs> relatively tired after about twenty minutes. It's been a long day for an Arak mm-hmm. having carried Kalem. He wasn't yeah. very heavy, but she likes to she likes to be begrudging.
2: <laughs> well, uh, is it getting late?
0: At this point, it is getting late. The sun is down. It is night. And your, your family has pulled out hot cider Aww. at this point. They've kind of warmed it specifically for this. And you can see that they actually had uh, some dried cinnamon stalks that they have put into the cider as well to kind of help uh, make the flavor a little bit more
1: bearable.
2: That's so sweet.
1: Are we staying the night or are we leaving after this?
2: I think we need we have places we have to go,
1: right? Cool. Uh so just one more thing before we leave. Can I get the family to stand together, please?
2: Gwen, like Gwen does it when you say that, she she is standing next to you and then when they get together, she just like I push her. Oh, shit. Like She doesn't think <laughs> to join them. Not that she's not, doesn't want to, but so she'll kind of stand awkwardly next to them, smiling.
0: You see Seb is making his way towards the group. He doesn't <laughs> understand.
2: No, Seb, Seb,
1: back here, please. And There's a moment of recognition, turns, and quickly comes back. Uh, he pulls out a small glass ball and cups it in his hands, and he aims it just a little bit and casts portrait and then once it's done he'll hand it to uh, Urian. and
0: Urian will look down at the portrait that he has been given of his family reunited and he looks up at you and with tears welling in his eyes just says thank you and then he gives you a very large dad hug as large a dad hug as a halfling can to a Shadarkai.
1: That's another dad collected.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch him <them> all! <laughs> oh,
1: uh, it's no problem at all. Um, We've gotten really fond of Gwen, and she as much trouble as she gets us into, she gets us out of a lot more. Goliath camp.
2: Fair enough. So it's been like, you know, 20 years since the Goliaths have been here. Wondering if maybe you guys would want, like, a trade route with them. Because they travel a lot, and they can get you guys meat. I know winters are hard up here. They won't do what they did before and that would be in charge
0: and all like your mother just like shakes her head and blinks very quickly like in charge like what the fuck are you talking about and your dad just i I, uh
1: uh uh when proudfoot chieftain of goliaths
0: You know we don't speak for all of... I can talk yeah. to them.
2: Yeah. Just, I can bring yeah. it up
0: at the next council meeting, which will honestly probably be pretty soon.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just think about it. I mean, I think it'd be good for you. I'm not that, you know, I just... They're out there hunting big game and... I
5: think it'd be good.
0: Well, if... The one who saved Green Reach thinks that it's a good idea. I'm sure that that will hold a little bit more weight in the council.
2: Yeah. We kind of, we since we're under new management, things are going to be a little different. The whole, <coughs> you know, I, I deterred them from coming up here again, but like, I was a kid. Now I'm actually in charge so I can tell them what to do.
0: And you just hear
5: a, wow,
0: from <laughs> Owain, like, incredulous. This is the most fantastical thing that he has heard yet today.
2: Gwen's like, do you want to see my tattoo?
0: He just nods. And your mom just, like, uh, like doesn't know how to handle that. But
2: Gwen just pulls up her shirt in the back and, like, shows it to him, the whole shield that she has going on in the back.
0: He is just speechless at this. And when you put your shirt back down and turn around, you can see that his eyes are full of a wonder you're not sure he's ever had before.
2: I'll, uh, I'll, uh it's okay. I'll, uh, write and, uh, let you guys know what I'm doing
0: and your father says that'd be more than enough and whenever you're here again next time you're in the area there's always room at the table for you and your friends
2: thanks
0: and he pats you twice on the cheek and then just gives you a kiss on your forehead And your, mom gives hug you, him. Yeah. <laughs> and your mom gives you a hug as well as the, a lot of you begin your preparation to leave the Stompfoot family home.
2: Uh, and she'll get down on her knee uh, in front of Wayne and just say, All right, better eat your vegetables, listen to your parents, because you know your big sister can come beat you up at any time, right?
0: And he just nods like this is the most truthful statement that has ever been uttered.
2: <laughs> Alright, I know sometimes they can be jerks, but they're pretty cool. Your dad's like like he's like a vigilante and like, like a green dude, like a green arrow sort of like stalking in the night. <coughs>
0: And at that, Wayne thinks about it and then shakes his head. Like, that name would never catch on.
2: <laughs> All right, we'll just call it Arrow. We'll just be The Arrow.
0: <coughs> Arjun is just sorry. bleeding profusely.
5: <laughs> I'm so sorry, Arjun. Arjun. <laughs> we gotta
2: go.
0: And with that, your family thanks you again uh they your mom actually sends you off with leftovers so you will gain (laughs) uh one single usage of lesser restoration stew i've taken it and a lot of you begin heading off towards where the remains of your cart was are you saying something corey
4: Uh, Cory's going to conveniently leave her shield there.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and that is where we are going to go into our break for this evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. I've been really enjoying, uh, finishing up the remnants of Greenreach. And we are going to try and be back in 5 to 10 minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash to pick yourself up some lovely Todd merch. He's the best goat that there ever was. Uh, and we are going to try and be back soon. All right, everybody.
2: See you then! I
0: didn't hit the right button, and now I feel like a dum-dum.
2: I am thankful for my kittens. I am thankful for my warm gloves. I am thankful for my friendships that I've made these past year and and a few days and a few months. And I am thankful for all of the people who watch our stuff because you all are awesome and you're asking really good questions. Yeah.
1: I am also thankful for being a warm boy and the friends I've made and the family. I have found my forever home. I love you guys so much.
5: Oh no!
3: Ooh. I am also thankful for this game and my friends that I made because of it and the community and and lady oh, oh lady, lady. See? <laughs> she's like
5: yeah, no.
3: and also my warm gloves
4: oh, they look so nice I'm thankful for all of my friends on this channel. Everybody, like, I, I am so happy to come here twice a week, sometimes three times, sometimes four times, sometimes every day. And uh, it's just always a wonderful time. I'm thankful for Sweet Potato Pie. And I'm thankful for a very wonderful GM, Stephen.
5: Oh. I
1: am also thankful that we're not doing a 24-hour extra live stream this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, it didn't fit in the schedules. So that- it would have killed rj if we tried doing it again but i am thankful also for all of you guys i i really appreciate the fact that i could just be like hey you want to sign up for a homebrew game that's gonna run for infinity (laughs) and you're all like yeah okay cool sounds sounds neat like that doesn't happen folks it is, this is a very special thing, so that is what I am thankful for. And I'm thankful for all of you viewers who continuously come by and make it so that way I have to be on my shit when it comes to remembering things <laughs> that happened potentially weeks ago that I may or may not have forgotten about. So, thank you. Uh, and with that, so we have returned. You guys are with Rumble Thunder and Cybra, you are all full happy bellies all, and are making your way back to where you remember your cart being. Is there anything that you would like to cover as you make your way, uh, as Gwen leads you towards the- towards the resting destination of said cart? As... Does
4: that make this the Thanksgiving special?
0: It does.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we didn't even have to- crossover with other dimensions this time.
1: Nope.
2: Why am I getting a nosebleed now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) As they're walking, Calum puts a finger up to his lips and he starts casting sending. And he's going to send a message to Farron. Okay. Uh, The message reads, uh, he says, Farron, sorry, couldn't make it to the tournament something came up i'm fine miss all of you calum and sends it
0: and the message that you receive back is calum you're already you're already so strong Thank you for contacting me. I'll wait as long as I need to. Farron.
1: He smiles. You okay, buddy? You a little gassy? No, I, you know... It's just been a really good couple of days, dying aside.
2: I mean, I feel like today was good, because we just walked, and then we got really good food. I I would not go as far to say the past couple of days were good.
1: Relatively speaking, it's been okay for me. Got to talk to Farron. Met my real dad. That was weird. I have a real dad, he turns to Arjun and Gwen.
2: Wow. Wait, you Who told does, us this.
1: Great. Right? No, I told Corey this.
2: Oh. Oh, what? <laughs> Sorry. Great. And
1: you met him? How? He will regale them with the story of dying and finding himself in the flow and getting pulled out of the flow.
4: And he saw a blue version of himself in a waterfall. That was weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that probably doesn't have any relative significance to the overall plot. Arjun, are you okay? Cans him a handkerchief. Arjun's
0: not nosebleeding at the moment.
1: I said plot. Yeah. Of this story. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Arjun started <laughs> coughing off blood.
5: Oh god. He has oh,
0: been well. for a while now. Nothing has changed.
2: So did you guys enjoy your time in my uh, little town?
1: for the most part yeah
2: it's beautiful it is that does,
4: does gwen's family have like a garden or something
0: you aren't sure okay. too much snow to tell
2: do you have a garden i mean we did we had a gardener i don't think oh. that's a thing anymore He was fat and nosy. That's all I remember. He used to give me in trouble all the time.
1: Was he dropping eaves?
2: I don't know what that means, Caleb.
1: Eaves dropping. Oh. I ain't dropping no eaves, Mr. Gandalf.
2: I know what that means. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything was a lot smaller. Might I just remind you that I was only three years older than uh, Elaine when I left.
4: small. Did we get our cart yet? We're still walking. We just, we just dropped by. Okay, all right. It
0: was a it was a detour. <laughs> you guys know that you still have about half day, more than a half day's walk back to the location where you had lost your cart because you didn't have it for very long. I was like, the you arrived in Green Reach and your shit got destroyed. Look <laughs> okay,
3: what it was very brave of you to go back
2: you think so brave
5: yeah i do
2: well to be honest when we went in that tree thing i kind of saw well, i told you guys the alternate version of my childhood and i realized that they have a lot more potential than i gave them credit for And uh, I mean, I was, I was a kid when I left, but still, you know, I kept that mentality my whole life, so. Yeah. I dropped, I'm sorry, Arjun, I dropped them a whole bunch of gold before I left.
3: Okay. I mean, they probably need to rebuild
2: Good. It was my money, not the company money.
1: Yeah, I I'm very well aware.
2: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he keeps the company money on him all the time.
2: Yeah. Um by the way, do I have a title in our company?
1: Strong I- arm.
2: Oh. Like am I like am I like anyone's boss?
3: between we? the four of
4: us no tell her tell her she's philip's boss tell, tell her tell her she's philip's boss do it
3: no i don't think so <laughs> back
4: <laughs> sorry all right well i've got a letter to write <laughs> yes i would like to know what my title is
3: what the title do you want
4: i don't hmm. Oh, I'll have to think about it. Oh, another title.
2: Hmm.
4: This is very serious business.
2: Yes, serious
4: business indeed. As <laughs> we're
1: walking, Caleb starts like smiling to himself. I don't see me and the company going uh, in the same direction in the future, so I'm going to have to turn in my two weeks resignation here. You're going to have yeah. to backfill from.
0: Kalem, make, a... make an insight <laughs> check. A what? Insight check. Twenty one. The company that you are aware of as the four keeps, there are no titles that are shared amongst the four of you.
1: I know, it just Yeah. I'm gonna let this I'm just gonna let this ride as long as possible. It's banter as we're walking.
0: Yeah. Arjan, um, you know that this is specifically why you set up an LLC for tyrant security so that way you could have it separated between the four keeps and your and your actual job. I'm, I'm more con- confused as to why everybody is asking about my mercenary company.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so true.
0: What did he do? I only have one employee.
1: What did he do? <laughs> Technically, he has three employees, but... Yeah, are two, we, those at those at are two different, different companies. companies. Are... Yeah, you guys aren't part no, of his I'll mercenary see, crew. Because there's, there's Dragon... Oh, no, we're not Dragon, Dra- Dragon Straps. It's a different company, too. Oh my my different. We, we oh, died, in the the died in the courtyard. in the courtyard. the
0: courtyard.
4: Sorry. He's Does a this serial... He's a the most appropriate nights of the courtyard I've ever seen. Okay, good.
0: Okay. So, uh, you guys end up finding a decent spot to rest over this evening. As Arjan, you are berated with questions about what positions your friends currently have within your company. And you end up getting the cold sweats because you realize you have three different companies that you are currently in charge of. So, what their positions are in the four keeps that's they are a keep they are one of the crew as far as what their official title is either up to you or like you said let them name themselves in terms of job title uh so you guys end up finding a good place to camp and you get nestled in for the evening are you trying to find a like another abandoned meadery kind of thing or are you just camping outside?
2: Is it still pretty cold?
0: It is warming up at this point, but there's still snow everywhere. So you know that if you camped outside, you would just wake up cold and wet.
2: Sounds terrible.
0: Let's
2: find a place.
0: So you end up finding a place. It's really uh, a no issue. And even if they're at this point, you are encountering halflings that survived this whole encounter, and they are more than willing uh, to open their doors to you to end up letting you stay within whatever location will fit your incredibly tall, well-built friend. Uh, As Arjan, you are just not this entire region is just not sized properly for you. But yes, yeah, so you all managed to find a to find a good location to rest down at. Uh, so, is there anything that you all would like to do either over your rest or before/slash after, Gwen? Uh,
2: Gwen does want to talk to her tribe. Okay. Because it's been a while.
0: It has been. All right.
2: Um, I don't know if you want to do that as far as like how like. We don't have to like role play it out unless there's something. Yeah. Um, or like how often she does it. I think it would be. I think she would do it once a, or le- like twice a week. Okay. In general.
0: Yeah. Uh, so when you trance and a- are able to meditate to communicate with your tribe, they are all ecstatic to have heard back from you. They she, haven't. She heard... shows up like this. And it is camera pans over to where the tribe is they are all gathered around a large uh fire in the middle of the camp and the smoke billows up and from the smoke emerges the form of a dabbing gwen and gwen you can see your your tribal subjects uh all ready and willing to receive the good word and at this point the good word
2: is what's up bitches
0: and there is uproarious laughter, there is applause, they seem to be... they appreciate their chieftain. And when speaking with you, uh, you find out that they... that the cold was extending outward from Greenreach, so they actually had to kind of move the camp a little bit further along uh, than where they had last rested, but that was Uh just to avoid it, and over the last two days The snows seem to have stopped, and it seems like spring has found itself once again in this general area. Uh, They are all happy. No one seems to be... uh, Everyone seems to be all right with the fact that this is how you communicate with them now.
2: Cool. Um, We were only gone for like four days and not like a month and four days, right?
0: You, upon talking with Chua,
2: verify that, please.
0: (laughs) You were gone for a total of eight days. Okay. Yeah, from your (laughs) from your mental count, Uh you realize that you lost four days somewhere along the way.
2: Great. Uh, I guess I just took a really great nap or something. Uh, she'll just make sure everything's going okay. If there's any questions, uh, she said she's going to let Chua know that uh, she's uh, talked to uh, some people about uh, extending trade north. That way, uh, we can get they can get certain things and they can get rid of certain things they don't need um, for the little people. Uh, she's uh, not. Conf- nothing's confirmed yet, but I think that'd be a good idea to start thinking about it. Make a we persuasion can make a lot check. of money off of them. <laughs> okay. Not bad. Persuasion is a
0: fifteen. No. Okay, and I'll say that you have advantage because you are their chieftain. It's pretty easy to make these kinds of like, hey, I right, think we should do this.
5: Yeah,
2: fifteen
0: okay uh so when you present this idea uh you see that this idea then creeps through the crowd and a lot of them are some of them are nodding others are like really confused they're like wait what do you mean trade with the halflings but like we can just take stuff from them Mm -hmm. uh but then they realize that their chieftain is a halfling and you see that some of them are on the fence but most of them are in agreement. So you feel like if the halflings end up being okay with it, then the Goliaths, if they are okay with it as well, that this could be a mutually beneficial relationship between the two. Cool. Okay. That's all. Anybody else? I
4: Try and take on her spring form.
0: Okay. Uh, Corey, you feel like you wouldn't be able to attempt a spring form until the next morning.
4: Okay that's fine um whoever we're staying with has uh probably has a garden or something um cory will before she takes her long rest uh will sit in that garden and cast plant growth over eight hours and uh bless it with a bounty for the next year
0: okay sounds good
4: and then she'll take a long rest and then try for spring form in the morning okay
0: sounds good archon and caleb um going to trance and go to library okay and seb continues <laughs> to follow along with you into the library and just seems to be in wonder at the size and scale of everything that is in here uh and seems to follow along uh all of your unseen servants that seem to roam these libraries just sort of trailing after them. And you can hear, where do you think you're going? Haha And just continues to follow them. Learning the layout of the library seems to be, that seems to be the way that Seb is going about this is just
1: by following the ones who work. <clears throat> I'll, I'll keep him within, like, I'll have him stay within earshot. Because if he strays too far, I'll call him over, but then he can explore a little bit more. Okay. I'm going to make my way over to the Book of Saloon. I'm going to tell her once again she doesn't need to respond and relay that I died and I came back. Uh, and
0: in faded ink, you see the words, I know.
5: Ah. Uh, ah.
1: I thought I'd lost you. She, Amaris, did something, and I was able to return. Um, I don't know if you know, but my father is, well, you probably do know, That you can just tell me. Anyway, I'm going to choose a very difficult path from here on and I don't think anyone's ever tried it but I'm going to try and blaze a trail
0: and the response that you end up getting is you have, you have put your faith in me so I will put my faith in you
1: I will give her a quick prayer of healing. It's not the actual spell, but like, you know, I hope she recovered. Yeah. It's just a prayer. Then I'll find myself in the library and begin to see if there's anything on the flow there. Okay. Make a make a history check. Twenty four? Twenty four.
0: So, you are not able to actually find anything referencing this.
1: Ooh. Okay. Great. He'll begin to read up on, I guess, religious beliefs of death okay where, where does it lead where does it where does it all end does it all end make an investigation check oh, uh
0: 14 the books that you find are ones that you have read already and it is at this point when you are searching for things relating to the flow when you are searching for things relating to death that you come to realize just how vacant this library actually is it has been a while since you have found a lack of knowledge within this place but you realize again this is not the full library this is not what it was this is not as it should be
1: this is what you have been left with near the end of the four hours trance he will shut the book he's reading turn to seb and go i'll make it work out somehow
0: and seb climbs up onto the table and says i know we will found one
1: i'll offer my hand down to him to hop on he does And then steadily climbs up onto your shoulder. Yeah, as we walk out and he's locking the door, Kalem just goes, the queen isn't whole. Well, she is, but she isn't. She is fractured in a way, and Seb, I'm going to need your help.
0: And Seb just cocks their raven mask at you.
1: Help with what? Haha. Restoring her.
0: And at that Seb says, if that is your desire, haha. And then gives you a little
1: bow. He turns as the trance is fading and looks up at the flock of ravens in the air, and he will say to Seb. I think I'm going to need their help too. And Seb just
0: doesn't seem to elate a response with words, but it is just laughter.
1: Can I insight check that? Is that like creepy laughter? Is that Seb just being elated at being needed?
0: I'll say you don't need an insight check because he's your familiar. (laughs) He just seems elated at the idea of being needed.
4: My boy. It's still creepy. It's still
1: creepy. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Arjan, did you have anything that you would like to do? Not yet. Sounds good. So the lot of you end up waking up. All of your things that you had the previous day are still about you. Cybra is still feeling very happy and full in her tum-tum from the food that she received at the Proudfoot family home. And the halflings there all treat you to a very earnest breakfast, uh, Mm -hmm. as well as give you as much ale and breakfast booze as you are willing to have. If not... Water is always, uh, water is always there.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially with all of the fresh snow that is still around. Uh, but, Gwen, yeah.
2: Gwen's gonna write a letter during breakfast, and then she's gonna hand it off to, uh, one of the halflings and see if she can, uh, get it sent down to Shroudport.
0: Okay. Uh, so you recognize this individual, uh, As being named Basworth, uh Basworth Grovekeld.
2: Bas! What's up, Bas?
0: And uh they are they are more than happy uh to at least put this for the proper channels. It will take them a while to set to get this letter there, but they will begin sending it.
2: Yeah, we're not going anywhere that's gonna like have a direct route. This is like if I take this to the next place, it probably won't get there any faster than if they take it, right? Yeah. Okay. Cue.
5: Okay.
0: Sounds good. So, uh, with that, you all collect your things and then begin making your way. Uh, And after several hours, yes. Spring form? Spring form, uh, make a wisdom save. Dirty 20. Okay. You are able to change into your spring form.
4: Ah, uh, yeah. Corey makes it her personal mission to try and bring Spring to as many places as possible.
2: Excellent. All right, but don't flirt with me the whole time, okay?
0: For all you audio she said, listeners, yeah. Danae made a face.
2: She said, if you insist. <laughs>
4: okay. I'm sorry, I... If you insist.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, When
2: flushes a
0: little bit. Yeah, so it will take several hours for the lot of you to actually get towards where your cart was. And by the time that you get there, all of your things are still there. They all have a very thick layer of snow over them, but it has been slightly melting off. Uh, All of your rations are ruined at this point just from having succumbed to nature's wrath during this time. But everything else... Uh, is still manageable your cart is destroyed however uh but you are able to get
1: all of your things
5: Hmm.
1: what is just completely destroyed or is it like a shattered axle it is
0: it looks like the front was crushed into the point that the bar holding it underneath has just snapped in half, and because the wheels went upwards, they jutted into the actual sides of the cart.
5: Hmm.
1: I think Mendy's gonna do it. Well, cool. is there a forest nearby? Yeah. In Greenreach, there are forests aplenty. Um Arjan, Corey, could you... Chop some wood.
2: Corey whips out her new axe. Can I?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What plant needs fucking?
1: Let's not use it in that phrasing.
4: Corey, I'm sorry. No, I'm so proud of you!
2: Look at the handle, it's what it says. It's in Elvin, but... Is that what it says? Which word is fucking? I want to copy it.
1: That one.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like people who only learn curse words from
4: other languages. That, that's 100%, Gwen. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll chop some. I'll chop some wood. Okay. For my friendo. It's
0: super easy with the plant axe. You guys don't Aha! even have to roll for it, but you are able to chop down enough wood for what I think Caleb is going to try. Do we have uh, any when, additional
3: context? You'll see.
0: Uh, Seems like a very Kalem thing to say. He's we were pull we were sent
3: to get wood,
0: S- some quantity of wood.
1: Um, yeah. Equivalent exchange, he's going to
4: use a broken exchange. thing to turn it uh,
1: into a. Uh, okay. Well, no, it's not quite like that though. I've
4: read. Oh, I've read
1: stories about that. And then he'll start like prying off the broken bits. Okay. And Do you need they're... help?
2: Get a little! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, direct us. Yeah. So take off the broken pieces there, there, and there, and while he's doing that, he's drawing a circle around the wood okay. that they had chopped. Um, Here's hoping this works. And he slaps his hands together, <laughs> puts them on the ground, and he's bitch. going to make He's going to cast fabricate to change the raw material into parts of the wagon. Wow. Okay.
4: This is full metal
0: alchemist.
2: Oh my God. He has the
0: spell. So yes, it works.
1: So yeah.
2: Oh my. You are a magician. Like, yeah, I knew you could do magic, but that's pretty fucking cool. Well,
1: I just learned how to do it. And then he'll start putting the, new material against the old cart and casting mending to like hot welded and Arjun will help with that okay
5: so it I takes will you guys, I
0: at this point it takes you guys like another few hours to get this all together uh, just between chopping down wood getting it all set casting the spell a series of mending spells to right the wrongs that were done to your cart but you are able to get it back to the way that it was
4: during this time, Cory will be brushing Rumble Thunder.
0: <laughs> Rumble Thunder is so pleased. These are the best pets. That's all there it's she's... wanted.
3: Huh. All right. Uh, is that Shelia Sir Shalier. Sir
2: <laughs> Shalier. <I> Sir was... Shalier. <laughs>
1: was actually thinking about buying some wood over there and some metal and maybe we could strap a ballista onto this thing
2: you just see Gwen wherever she is just head around the corner what we can do that we can make a ballista on this thing can we make the bolts like 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 six foot and like put metal on them so that they're like fucking armor piercing
1: he smiles a little bit. and goes, "We can make them halfling size and see how that works out." When you no, put no, fuck that. In. I was talking about launching you out of the blista, and he's looking rumble thunder
4: up.
2: And <laughs> Gwen go just goes, "Oh my god, why do that when
4: we can just do this?" And Coriander is gonna poke Gwen and face stepper to the back of the cart.
2: Yeah, no, God, Corey.
4: <laughs>
0: Gwen, you have gone to the pink place once again.
2: I don't want to play anymore, guys. <laughs> Corey, please. <laughs> Gwen, like, kind of, like, pulls herself over to you. Please don't do that again.
4: It's cherry blossoms
2: out. <laughs> it's terrible there.
0: Okay. So, you all managed to tie up, uh, get Rumble Thunder suited on this cart and you begin heading off and it's much easier at this point for the lot of you now that you actually have a a powerful beast of burden who is able to move this cart the fact that you have wheels again ah delicious chef's kiss you are no longer confined to just your to just your movement speed and you can finally give your legs a rest that they have deserved this whole time and you begin making your way to Sir hellier uh as you are making your way it is going to be a it is going to be a series of about looking at my map it will take you roughly about 15 days to get to where you need to go uh but we are going to fast play this as there are actually well traveled roads during this time Uh, So nothing out of the ordinary, unless you all will it to be, will happen during this time. Is there anything that you guys would like to do while on this cart moving (coughs) there?
4: I'm curious as to, like, where does winter end during this journey?
0: Winter ends after about another day and a half and you remember from where your cart had broken down that was only that was only about five hours from the edge of where winter had started last time so during the time that you had actually been within green reach it looks like it had been growing rather steadily until you see its stopping point and once you see that stopping point it is green grass it is flowers it is warmth it is sun uh other than there is a decent bit of mist and fog that seems to be rising from just the sheer snowmelt, but you know that it's nothing sinister. It is just nature itself.
4: Everywhere Cory stops that she has the opportunity to do so, she will leave uh, an eight-hour eight uh, casting of plant growth to just to...
5: <laughs> okay.
4: ...do what she can to make winter not here anymore all right sounds
5: good
2: Gwen's gonna want to have a chat with Calum at some point like during the travel whether it's on their watch or at night one time okay
5: yeah let's
0: do that you guys it is nightfall Calum you and Gwen are on watch Corey is off trying to make the plants uh, a more lovely place for people to visit along the way here and Arjan seems to be peacefully resting.
2: Cool. Hey Calem. Hey. I know you're not talking about it but you want to talk about you dying.
1: He sits down on, like, a log next to the fire. I, I mean... I didn't go to her, the Raven Queen. There... I don't know, the... Is there anything to talk about after that? safe fish.
2: I know, but you, like, died. That's a big thing. We didn't think you were coming back.
1: Honestly, I didn't think I was coming back either. The last thing I thought about before the ice storm hit was wondering if you guys were going to be
5: okay. I...
1: Dying was weird, to say the least. I don't intend on doing it again anytime soon, given elves live for hundreds of years. I don't know if I went at peace at all, but I'm the living embodiment of anxiety, so there are some regrets there.
2: Do you remember what it felt like?
1: He gets quiet. And he's looking at the fire.
2: You know. Sorry. Well, if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay.
1: We promise each other no more secrets. Uh, It was cold. I woke up and I was drowning, but my father pulled me out. I don't think I died died. I was in the process of dying, from what I remember.
2: She just looks a little confused. She doesn't quite understand the difference
1: When you're dying, there's, there is a difference. I guess it was like I was reliving part of, was I? No, I wasn't. I don't really understand the difference myself, but there is one. When you're dead, you're dead. There is nothing left. When you're dying, I guess there's a little bit of hope you can come back.
2: Hmm. You know, I was pretty not okay. When that happened, you were gone for like, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. Like six hours. Really? It, oh. was a,
1: it was, like, enough for a long rest. It was oh, a series no. of hours.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> you were gone for, like, like, six hours.
1: Thanks for being concerned.
2: Well, wow, um, I felt like I had failed you.
1: Gwen, never feel like that.
2: But it's like It's my job to protect you guys. I mean, that's literally my job.
1: I know, and sometimes inevitable things happen, and you can't keep beating yourself up about this. Like, For a long time, I came to the understanding of doing what you can in the moment, and Gwen, if I were to ever do die again, could you protect the other two?
2: Yeah, of course. And just so we're clear, you don't want to be brought back as like a zombie soldier. No. Okay, that's, I'm just technically you know. that's
1: not being brought back at all. You you have your faculties, but like you don't have your brain. You are you have one mission and that's to do whatever the person who raised you tells you to do. I wouldn't be me.
2: Right, but I mean using your body to do that.
1: Mm, I don't really feel comfortable with that. Is there a waiver? Fine. I I, I understand. Or?
2: I I wouldn't do that. I obviously can't do that. But I'm just saying. You know, if it came down to it, I will make sure that that does not happen with you.
1: Cool. Is there like a card I can sign? Like kind of like. Do, do not doning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do not revive or do not. Uh, do not, do raise not raise dead. <laughs>
1: Do not raise a zombie. <laughs> Call next of kin.
2: <laughs> All right, cool. I, I mean, I'm just glad that you're safe because you mean a lot to me and like.
1: He will put an arm over her shoulder and pull
5: her in. You guys mean a lot to me, too.
2: Stop dying to like punches him in the kidney. Gently. <laughs> It was only the once. <laughs> well, I'm never dying. <laughs> I'm just gonna kill lay down.
1: Not if I have anything to say about it.
2: <laughs> what?
1: I can cast cure wounds. Other way.
5: Oh seriously.
0: The way you said it made it sound like, I don't plan on dying. Not if I have anything to say about
1: it. Oh. Nevermore.
5: Oh, what happened? Guys, <laughs> Gwen died. Civil <laughs> oh, war. Civil war.
1: <laughs> just at beginning of the night, Calen puts a pillow over her face and then never <laughs> <wears>
5: the pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's the Civil <laughs> War right there, like over in an instant.
2: It's like a silencer. <laughs> that doesn't work. In <laughs> so no, it doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, that's all. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, and Arjan, at the start of your journey, you end up having another dream sequence with Macoth, uh, who uh in your conversation uh she asks if there is uh if you plan on staying in this next town for a while uh or if th- like she can then get into contact with oliver uh at dragon's drafts to actually send you your share of the money that has been made at your business should you so choose uh yes i think we're saying it's at Shelia for a while but i i mean it all depends on if we can find work
3: or something there
0: and she smiles when you say if you can find work and she says are you good at killing monsters I like to pride myself on that would you say
3: I I would like to pride myself on
2: that
0: there is a hunter's guild the ceaseless quarry if you join up with them they'll make sure you're paid Join up with another guild. Well, imagine it like freelance job opportunities. That I can deal with. only take the jobs that you want. You can avoid the ones that you don't. Obviously, the more dangerous ones will get you paid more. The less dangerous ones, you get paid less. But, entirely up to you. I appreciate the direction. And she just smiles and nods and says it's nice to have every once in a while and then is there anything else that you all would like to do during this trip to Sir Tellier?
1: general research that's about it okay
0: so it takes you 15 days to actually get to a location where you know that you are actually going to be heading into this city and when you are about six day uh, not six days about six hours or so from the front gate what you start to see is that the road begins to lead down a mountain pass and this mountain pass is wide enough for two carts to go by which basically means that you guys are turning it into a almost one-way road with the size of your pack animal but that is all right what you see as you continue onward are stoneworked statues and these statues depict dwarven warriors in full regalia and after about an hour of seeing nothing but dwarves you start to see uh, what you would know as Kryn, the minotaur-like race that, and that actually lives within, uh, that lives within the plane. And you begin to see those minotaurs interspersed with the dwarves themselves. And then you start seeing that there are other races who are there as well. And looking and viewing the wording that is placed on these statues, you see that these are to commemorate the champions and to commemorate the fallen that were of importance from the dawn of Surt's Helier as a as a city and you come around this large mountain pass and as you make this turn you can see that the road stretches far enough in front of you and you can start seeing that there are now people on this road. Figures that you haven't met before. And when I say haven't met before it's just merchants. Just everyday people. But it's been so long that you've been going to abandoned ruins, town that is under siege, to just see people is incredibly refreshing. Were it not for the mountainside, looking at this mountainside, you can see that there is a... What initially you had thought was a snowcap is a large protrusion of bone jutting out from the mountainside itself. And you can see a sediment and dirt has settled around the skull of a titan. None of you have ever seen a titan before. You have only ever heard stories. You have only read this in books. But seeing this now puts into perspective the scale that these creatures were. It spans hundreds of feet tall by hundreds of feet wide. And that is just this figure's skull. And you can see that the sediment and rock comes down to form a upper jaw that kind of has these stalactites uh, that come down to make it look like a gaping maw. But the lower jaw is extended down and flattened into the road that then leads further into the mountain itself. As you draw nearer, you can see that there is a large stone gate that is set up where it looks like there is a checkpoint. Uh, for all of you coming into the city and as you make your way there you end up having to stand in line to actually get into get to this checkpoint as it seems like there are merchants that are backed up as well other figures who are just making their way and as you get closer again the scale of this massive skull is daunting
1: to say the least Um, when they get up to the checkpoint, Caleb is, like, sitting passenger side with whoever who's driving, and as the guard comes up to talk, Caleb just goes, Fuck. And the guard, guard just laughs.
0: Uh, it's his first time in the city? Yeah. And he just shakes his head to himself. Are you coming for trade or business?
2: What killed it? I No, I just
1: live here! <clears throat> Little of both, I guess?
0: Lots of things! Time killed it! The gods killed it! The dragons and the giants killed it! All That's I know metal. is that it's dead!
2: It's metal as fuck!
0: I mean, agreeable nod. <laughs> uh,
2: we are here for, uh, business pleasure. How you doing?
0: (laughs) There is a a moment where this heavily armored dwarf just looks at you, just, House of Leyte favors?
2: I mean, is there one here?
0: Shrugs and says, Champions need to blow off steam somehow.
2: When like, sits back in the back of the car and she's just like, fuck
1: yeah. Galen turns to Arjan, um, bit of both, right? Bit of both, yeah. (laughs)
0: Do you have anything you'd like to declare entering into the city? Might I see the list
1: of what we need to declare?
0: You see that on the list of declarations there is... It's mostly just for merchants. Like, how many rare... Like, how many items are you planning on selling while you're in the city? What kind of items would they be? What kind of, like... Do you have any grains with you? If so, what kind of grains? Do you have this particular kind of fruit? Because it is an invasive species within the actual confines of Surtzhelier itself. They cannot allow that particular fruit to end up coming in. That sort of thing.
4: Does Cory count as an invasive species?
1: Fuck yeah.
0: Do you want her to count as an invasive species?
4: I, d- I don't know, man. I'm asking you. <laughs>
0: look
3: we we don't have anything to sell at the moment that's not what we're here for primarily we're here to sell our services
0: and he as you say that he looks over to gwen again no 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 No, no. no, no, no. oh sell swords yeah gotcha gotcha all right well and then he uh there's paperwork that you need to sign in order to actually get into this city and it is just sign your name what you're here for the date which at this point is Sarcrest 11th and once all of this has been signed uh, the stone gates you hear a rumbling sound Uh, as they are one side actually opens to allow your passage and you've seen that they open and close it for every single group that comes through it seems uh, laborious to do it this way but they seem to think that this is the safest bet and as you enter into this tunnel it is uh it is winding and goes on for miles and along the way uh, you end up seeing that there are carts and stations that are set up uh, already trying to sell and buy wares even before you enter into the city and you see that there is uh, that there are several locations that are set up that say things like New to Sir Hellier? Stop here before continuing further! And it looks like they just have a... It's like a bunch of merch for Surt's Hellier. But then you also see that some of these places are also selling maps and other things that you actually might find useful. And you end up being able to find a map uh, for 15 gold pieces.
1: They pass by a cart that says things that make you say wow, and Calem just looks down in shame.
0: I am going to make sure to include this in a Knights in the Courtyard, but uh, our dear friend, uh, friend of the show, uh, just a summer job on Twitter, I was able to commission them for a map of Surtelier. So I am going to be posting that in our Four keeps chat. I will post it in our other chats as well. So I hope you all are ready because, oh, it's too powerful. Okay, I'll have to do it later, but, <laughs> there is a map uh, that has been made for Surt's Hell here. And on this map, you can see... No, that's fine. Uh, on this map, what you can see is a that there are several locations that are outlined as well. And what you can see is that there is, first and foremost, entering into this town... Uh, after a little bit of uh, progression through a business center that there is a red dot uh, that is labeled things that make you say wow, there is a line that is drawn through uh, this map that upon reading it you are seeing that there is actually a crag. Uh, that extends through the center of town. And there are two bridges, one on either side of the city, that go from the lower quarters to the higher quarters. Uh, And they are labeled the Blackened Span and Titan's Pass. You also see uh, that there is the Ebenhalt Mine, the Lord Hall, the Forge of the Inspired, a location known as the Ceaseless Quarry, and you also see a pit of champions. The Journey's End is located for you as well, which you recognize as the bar that you all needed to go to in order to get paid initially. And you also see uh, that there is the Grove of Verspad Hanor. And you aren't sure what most of this means, but you recognize several of these places. It's there a place to sleep? Yes there are several places that are outlined to go and sleep uh so it's kind of like broken down in the same way as when you're looking at a city map regularly where it's or like a map inside of a mall where it's like oh do you want to go and check out dining clothing and like there are different areas that are outlined through there Did and we so we get
2: paid leaving? we have to go to the Oh, that we have to go here? Yeah, you yeah. had
0: to go here to get oh. paid. You had to go to the Journey's End bar. Slash can, we, can we go there? Yeah. Uh, so as you continue your way into this, what you see is a massive city. It is sprawling inside of this mountain. There are no outside light sources, but instead there are ever-burning lamps and torches that are placed throughout the city itself to kind of give a bio and uh, to kind of give a light. You see that there are a plethora of funguses that are growing from hanging baskets that are bioluminescent that seem to also light up the city streets in a very dull blue color. Looking to the far right, the north right, I... Northeast, I guess, is what a people would describe it as. You see that there is a large stone face carved into one of the upper walls, where you look down on your map and see that it is described as the Forge of the Inspired, and coming from the mouth of this dwarf you just see a lava flow, free-falling down into what appears to be a large basin next to this very ostentatious looking temple and that is to the back of where you are. Looking up at the ceiling, you see that the entirety is covered in amethyst, it is covered in precious gems that seem to reflect and glow and glitter off of the bioluminescence and flames that are coming from the actual city streets itself. So is it looking like Dindar stuff? no okay no dendar was a was not amethyst theirs was a more um reddish color not necessarily purple this seems more like the inside of a thunder egg was turned into a city
2: mm. gwen and looks at the lava and she's just like i want to touch it
1: don't don't touch it please, please don't, don't touch it. it don't touch it
2: looks it looks so soft
1: yeah, uh, yeah it'll burn you though like a lot that's melted rock
2: you can melt rock
1: given enough yeah, pressure it, and heat you can get that fucking hot
2: gwen immediately like takes her hands and puts them on her stomach like she used to do when she was a kid and her mom told her not to touch anything
0: <laughs> okay so the uh journey's in yep And you make your way through the market district uh, across the blackened span to the journey's end. And as you were on your way crossing over the blackened span, you begin to hear just the talk of the people around the town. And they are still talking about the tournament that was held here earlier in the year, they are talking about the different teams. That entered in. They're still flabbergasted that a gnome necromancer would be ballsy enough to show up uh, and fight without any other teammates. But he seemed to actually go pretty far within the within the ranks. Um, his name, the name that he chose to go by, was La Petite Morde, uh, and it seems like. That is more drawing attention to the sheer fact of necromancy, but what really perks the lot of yours interest in terms of name recognition is the champions that ended up winning the tournament. It seems like somebody was able to beat off constantly. And that was Team Shirksteel. And when you find out about who was on Team Shirk Steel, you hear them describing a hobgoblin missing his right ear. Motherfucker. And as per the rules of the tournament, they were able to get anything that they wanted forged out of this titan steel, out of this incredibly dense material and they're still confused as to why this figure would ask for bones they aren't necessarily sure why but it seemed like they wanted a set of bones made out of this material
4: bitch they build in
2: wolverine up in here That bastard. How dare you, Indor?
1: Weird. So,
0: you pass over the... You are on your way, passing over the Blackened Span, and when you do, it is a 100-foot separation from one side of this crag to the other, and when you look down, you can just see that there is a lava flow that is coursing like a river underneath this city. And as you look down, you see that there are dwarves on the back of these absurdly large beetles. And they are climbing up the sides of the crags. You can see them using these beetles as more of like pack animals here within Surt's Helier, And they are moving about as best they can. The other thing that you notice is that there is a lack of any kind of wooden structure here in the city. Everything is either made of stone or iron except for what you see looks like a large wooden hunting cabin that is placed before uh, quite a while before the Forge of the Inspired. And from what you are able to gather that is the headquarters of the Ceaseless Quarry. but. You end up making your way to the Journey's End, which is a pretty notable tavern here with inserts Helier. And upon entering, you can see that it is full of people. There are dwarves. There are minotaurs. There are halflings. There are drow. And these drow just seem to be minding their own business. They seem to be enjoying the fact that there is a free city, that is entirely underground that they don't have to worry about their skin constantly burning uh, and they seem to be living in harmony with the other figures as well. Um, When you arrive based off of the letter that you had received from Ilmi, you end up finding uh, this halfling that you had been on the lookout for And you find that their name is uh, Gallia Thimblefish. And they were one of the... They are a member of the Thimblefish family uh, that the hags had taken over. They know not of the fate that befell uh, their friends, their homeland. But upon your arrival uh, and the exchange of letters, they are... They seem tired at the news that they have received, for it was not good news, but it was not bad news either, now that their homeland is free, but the heads of their family are gone. And they freely give to you the 5,000 gold pieces that was owed to Ilni for the completion of this job upon reading the script that Ilni had provided that explained that you all were actually <laughs> the, you were all the ones who were able to complete uh, the job. And with that, they seem to, they just say that they are going to retire to their room and head out first thing in the morning to be there with their family. Uh, everybody add 500 to your personal funds.
2: You. Yeah. When we'll give them some words of uh, encouragement or um, some, I guess she would say something to them in Halfling about, you know, something about like the dark times are behind, but we must look ahead, like something like, something poetic and half-ish, halfling-ish. Okay. It sounds really great in Halfling.
0: To the outside ear, maybe not so much, but, like, as the words go out in Halfling,
5: mm-hmm.
0: it comes across nice. Uh, and can we get rooms? Make a persuasion check. Can I, can I reroll my blood die? Yeah.
3: God.
0: Uh Persuasion, 22 okay so with a 22 you are all able to secure rooms at the journey's end uh you know that it is going to be 15 gold per night that you spend here it is one of the primary uh like the forefront tavern of cert's hellier it's like staying at any fancy hotel during a con that's right next to where the con is actually being held it's always going to be more expensive
2: all right we'll spend one night <laughs> so there's a house of lady favors
0: Uh, somewhere yeah gwen when uh you ask around it doesn't take you long uh to find the location and you are once again directed to a temple of soon uh it is held near the pit of champions Uh, And it seems like it is much more of an upscale joint than Mm -hmm. uh, the smaller one that had been on the Isle of Arathsk. This seems to be, again, a much larger uh, stonework structure. They have Mm -hmm. pools inside for bathing and just kind of having steam baths. It's much more of a Greco-Roman style uh, than it would be at anywhere else. But yes, you are able to find this place.
2: Okay, Wen would like to send an invitation to everyone to go, uh, for, like, a bath, and if they want something else, she'll pay for it.
1: Uh, I've got business somewhere else. Hey, Cory, can I see the hilt of Moonlight's Edge?
2: Wait. You're not going anywhere alone. This is a city.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I have- there's god a... everywhere. Yeah.
2: What? Guards everywhere? Yeah. I don't think we should, like, split up that much. Corey hands him the help.
1: Thank you. I will meet you at the Temple of zoom
2: I would feel a lot better if somebody went with you. I mean, I will go with you if I must.
1: <laughs> he pulls Seb onto his shoulder and pats him on the head.
2: Cor- that guy Corey- died in a snowbank. Corey walks up next to him. It's it's my hey. anyway, I'll go with him. Alright, cool. Arjan, bath time? I think
3: I'm going to go to bed.
2: Oh. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll do a bath later, then. (laughs) Can we rain check the bath? Yeah, it's fine.
1: going to get sweaty anyway doing the things you do at Temple of Soon.
2: Well, I thought it would be a fun, like, you know, group activity. Tomorrow. It's It's cool. Arshan, you want to bring each other's hair and tell us stories?
1: Arshan doesn't have hair.
2: I I know. I was just going to let
4: it fly. (laughs) Uh, I've
2: I've got to think about something. Is it cool if we just hang and don't talk?
5: I think I prefer
3: to
2: be alone. Okay. I guess it'll just be me and Grayskull hanging out in my room alone. Gwen flops on the bed and closes the door.
1: You're free to come along with. No, nope,
2: it's fine!
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So, Caleb, you are wandering off with Seb and uh, the hilt of Moonlight's Edge. Corey, what were you doing?
4: I'm going to go with Calum. Okay. Because evidently he's not allowed to be alone like an adult.
0: No, definitely not. <laughs>
1: Walks over to like the edge of the cliff and throws Moonlight's Edge into it. <laughs> Job's done.
4: Just f- jump in after it like Gollum.
0: <laughs> okay. So the elves are going off. Gwen, you are going to be alone in your room until you can get all of your friends together to join in on the Temple of Lady Favors bathhouse sequel. And Arjan, you are going up to your room to contemplate. Yep. Okay. So yes, you have finally found yourself after the last bout of several months of travel time you're alone you are by yourself your beast is sta- your beast is stabled cybra is with gwen you have a moment to breathe
1: he is in a room sized for him
0: yes with a bed also sized for you tables and chairs sized for you and the chairs even have a dip in the back where you know that you can comfortably rest your tail Oh, this is
3: not going to last long.
0: I'm going to pull out a business card. Okay. And Arjan, as you sit at this table and look, you see this emerald green business card that was handed to you by Zelena, the green head of TMF.
3: my queen. I I need us to rediscuss.
0: And as you say this, there is a glossy sheen that begins in one corner of the business card that travels the length of it. And as it does, you see that the writings, the embossment that was on this business card begin to glow with this greenish light. And you hear, you feel a presence behind you. And what would that be? Honestly, I wasn't expecting to hear from you so soon. And standing behind you wearing their green garb is Zelena. What would you like to rediscuss? And this is very interesting. I also didn't think that I would be here, well, with you and your flesh.
3: I want to rediscuss having an audience with you.
0: There is a scraping sound of stone against stone as the chair on the other side of the table that you are sitting on is pulled back. And she sits down and puts her hand against her face and just looks at you. Negotiate away, what terms?
3: You've made it very clear that I need to come. To Avernus, to talk to you all of you. Yes. In order to deal with this crystal situation. In order to return Talion. To or free him, awaken him. I don't know.
0: What do you have to offer?
3: Mike, we're dying. All, all of us. Just now, with the things that we're fighting, we just lost one of our own. I've died twice now. Our paladin died once. And you've made it very clear that if i die again that's could very well be it if you have something that you want then say it but if you but if we if this isn't something that you want then i'm sure the next time i die You'll be rid of me. It'll be fine.
0: And you see that from her sleeve, there is a coin that seems to emerge, and she is currently just rolling over what appears to be a single piece of platinum through her fingers as you talk. And she says, what do I want? Now that's a very interesting proposition. From you, I've been doing a little bit of, how do you put it, market research on you and yours. I would like to offer a buyout. Off? Well, is this the Do you call yourselves the Four Keeps? We do. You want something from me. Now I want something from you. I want a stake in your business. Everywhere you go At least tell our tale. Let others know about the graciousness, the goodness that we are able to bring. Little hints here and there. And as such, why you would be under our business model. We would be able to provide you with certain necessities means of communication, gold storage. That sort of thing.
3: How much market research have you been doing on us?
0: Well, I know enough that you were powerful enough to remove a rather dickish tree from a halfling society. You've already told me about everything that had happened in the hollowed locks with... Well, that dreadful night, or whatever it was that it was called. And from what you've told me as well, I know that things aren't looking up for you. That you worry about a danger on the horizon. And I've seen them. I've Taken a gander at these dangers. The Dark Star, the coming
3: winter. They are real.
0: They are coming quickly. Yeah, we didn't
3: do very well against the last bit of winter that we've
0: faced. And it sounds like you need a patron. I had one. With
3: Tyleon. He understood the dangers, he understood the necessity. That's why the last few times that I've died, he brought me back.
0: Then it seems like this is mutually beneficial. Wouldn't you agree? Tarleian can prevent you from dying. So can we. We'd be able to at least eh, make it worth your while in a fiscal sense. In all your years of travel, and all of your experiences, have you ever thought about yourself being a hordes person?
3: I count money. I mean, sure.
0: Arjan, you are in charge of, from what I've gathered, your party's finances. That is what being a hordes person is. It is the hoard and the good of all those around you. What is this business
3: model that you're proposing?
0: Well, you would advertise for us, whether it's through the four keeps, whether it's through tyrant security. So you do know about that? market research. Find the parent company, see what they have to offer, and you can take your pick. Personally, I had my sights set on, well, obviously the primary namesake here. But I would settle for others, given the current circumstance. Now, if you say yes, we can go to Avernus, we can set you up right as rain, we could even give you a ticket, one of our VIP selections for the evening's performance. And then, you would meet all of us. All of me. You'd sign some forms and you would be on your way. Patron restored. With a new business deal. If I may share something. Of course, always eager to listen.
3: My queen, whenever we were dealing with this tree, well, we didn't fare too well against it the first time either, we were trapped by it. Showing the lives that we would have led with the most potential.
0: And what did you see?
3: I saw myself not being raised by blood hunters. I saw myself becoming a Herald of the Black. And eventually the Blood Lord of the Ashnafter.
0: And is this Tell something I... that you still want?
3: Whenever your other aspect spoke to me, she showed an interest in songs. Songs being raised in her praise, the praise of dragonkind. There were songs of those loyal to you, to the cult, but they were of fear. They were not of love, not of you. I see nothing like what came out of Silt Creek. What tyrant security was, and I hope it still will be, is an entire new generation of mercenaries, people protecting those who need it, backed by the strength of the dragon, of you. Yeah. Excuse you.
0: No worries. It's the air here, it's a little strenuous.
3: I... Is that a direction that you want to go? because I'm not sure in good faith I can sign it over to you.
0: My sister does have good ideas rattling around in her head sometimes. I think this is fair. I rather like the idea of a dragon guard. A group of individuals who Do, uh, what is it you called them? Good deeds? In our name? To award praise? This seems amenable. And I'm sure if, well, Madre and I both agree on something, that the others will agree as well.
3: And will you grant Neil an audience so that he can arrange the transfer?
0: Of course. Thank you. And once Tarlaine is free, Newell will have a little bit more time on his hands. Their hands. Apologies. Now Ajan, I have one question for you. She extends her hand out towards you. Are you ready for the show of a lifetime? i take her hand. And the two of you are enveloped into a bright green flame. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you so much to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful session of Dungeons and Dragons. The four keeps what lies below part one. So with that, I would like to uh, pass this off. Hey, RJ,
1: where can we find you? What do you do?
0: I did the server Con- thing where I asked you when you were in the middle of drinking something.
1: It's okay. Connor, Indoor. what the fuck? Session started off so nice. Anyway, hey, I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at RJ's Toy 2 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and stream Overwatch sometimes with some lovely fellas and gals. You can catch me here on Mondays and Tuesdays. Monday, of course, I am Caleb, the Shadokai cleric, wizard. Whew, that's got to get used to that. And on Tuesdays, we're playing Curse of Strahd, run by Danae Keener. Things are heating up. It's the events after the Amber Temple. Spoilers, I'm not going to say. Um, everyone was offered a deal. Let's see if we took them. Well, if one person took them. I'm heavily invested in that one person. I play Bartholomew, the uh, human floodhunter ranger werewolf, maybe. We'll see Tomorrow. You can catch myself in the lovely LB Hackamup over at Pro Research Channel on Sundays, where we play a game called Phase. It's run on the cipher system. I am basically a demigod.
5: Things are
2: good. Things are good. Hi, I'm LB Hackamup. You can find me here Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm the person that has not accepted or declined a deal yet um tomorrow night you will find out the answer to that question uh wednesday i'll be on dammit barry's channel doing our to Salt marsh game where i play a triton uh druid who has a uh dragon turtle as their a dragon turtle as their uh mentor and um on sunday you can catch me with pro uh yeah no i'll be there this week and then next week it uh you know gotta do it all over again why
3: Hi! <laughs> hey! I'm Connor and I'm going to hell. Uh, I am Cyberwolf1201. You can find me at several 1201 on Twitter and Twitch where I play video games badly and talk about lore. You, YouTube, Cyberwolf1201 for the archives from that. Uh, you can also see the podcast that Kyle with an NI do called Let's Talk About It, where get drunk, do parkour, and talk about RPG stuff and D&D Beyond Homebrew tutorials. And for other RPG stuff, DM Skill, Patreon. I'm here Mondays where I play Archon, the serial entrepreneur. And uh, I'm also in the Thursday night Salt, salt Marsh game uh, where I play Albus, the semic hybrid sorcerer bard. DanaeKino.com.
4: Speaking of Danaekeener.com, hey, that's me. My name is Denae Keener. You can find me at Danaekeener.com. I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. I, you can find me here on Mondays playing Coriander, The Allergen Paladin, and on Tuesdays running Curse of Strahd. And as they've said, yeah, there's somebody who has been offered a very tempting deal. We'll find out what she decided there. And someone is also stabbed. I, I hope you remember that. That's very important. Um, so find out whether or not he dies. Um, anyway
0: and if you have made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you don't hey fella what's up it's me your buddy your pal your friend the indoor adventurer the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures we do this show monday tuesday and thursday at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time as you've heard we got curse of strat we got ghosts of salt marsh we got this homebrew game that you hopefully just got done finished watching the entirety of but if you didn't That's okay. We got VODs, we got podcasts, we got all of the means of helping you catch up. And one of these days, I am going to finish my video recap series. Because I started it, I made one, and then I didn't make any more. But there's like one half-baked episode that I can still put together. It's fine. We're working on it. Anyways, uh, we also are going to be going into our Patreon uh, supported podcast called Knights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. We got a lot of really good questions tonight from the community, so I'm happy that we will be able to get to answer them. Uh, and, of course, I had it. I had it. It is gone now. So, of course, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you once again. To these players for putting up with my bullshit every week. Thank you to this wonderful audience for coming by and sticking with us through this homebrew campaign. I know it's going to be a long one, so thanks for being here. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye bye